and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, and I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Check out my website for all of the latest and also older reviews. I've been doing film reviews since 1996, but I also dip back even further, back to the era of silence sometimes, for my reviews. You can catch all those at my website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today's review is called The Gift. It is a dramatic thriller. It is an R-rated film for language. Now, the MPAA has released that uh, that it is rated R only for language, but there is some violence in the film, some sexual content, and there's, a, there's an element or two about that that becomes very disturbing, um, at least by implication, if not by delivery. Um, the movie runs one hour and 48 minutes, and uh, the stars are Jason Bateman, Rebecca Hall, and Joel Edgerton. Edgerton is also the director and the screenwriter for this film. It's his first effort as a director, but he's written films before. Um, Bateman is the star of the film, um, or at least the co-star, and he plays Simon, who's just moved to his hometown of Los Angeles from Chicago, where his wife's hometown And uh, she accompanies him along with their St. Bernard, Mr. Bojangles. Robin has decided to stay at home to work while Simon heads off to his corporate land due to some unstable moments of paranoia and fear in her past and perhaps a little bit of drug addiction, including the trauma of losing an unborn child um, as they, they attempted to start a family and they lost it before it came to term. While purchasing some items at a department store for their new home, Simon's approached by a man he once went to high school with who introduces himself as Gordon, and out of politeness, uh, maybe a little bit of uncomfortable exchange, Gordo, Gordo, as he was once nicknamed in school, ends up invited over for dinner to talk and catch up with old times. Gordo tries to make peace, uh, with this uh, new couple in town, offering up gifts for them, housewarming gifts such as bottles of wine and new koi fish for their pond. Robin finds him to be nice, if a little socially awkward, but then so is she a little bit. But something about Gordo begins to rub Simon the wrong way, and especially since he thinks that Gordo may actually have a thing for his wife, and that causes a bit of tension among the three of them, as well as uh, some other things that escalate the tension when some unsavory events of the past between Gordo and uh, Simon resurface and Robin begins to sense something is amiss, but she can't quite put her finger on it. Or it could just be more of her paranoia. Joel Edgerton writes and directs and co-stars, as I mentioned in this somewhat offbeat domestic thriller. I mean, it's very conventional in some respects, but there are some elements here that, uh, some additional things that Edgerton brings to the piece that makes it not quite like others. Uh, it tinkers with some time-honored conventions of domestic thrillers in ways that provides interesting moral questions and dilemmas to wrestle with underneath some of the more traditional suspense beats. Now, so, even though this is the first full-length feature of Edgerton as a director, 
he's not really new to, to screenwriting. He delivered smaller films such as Felony and The Square and also provided the original story that we would be used for The Rover. So he definitely has talent and an interest in becoming a filmmaker, uh, even though he's primarily known by most people as an actor. Edgerton's film is it's kind of a difficult one to review. If if I were to tell you what the movie is really about or some of the things that I enjoyed most about the film, I would probably run the risk of spoiling the movie somewhat for you. So the best advice that I can give you is to watch the film if you're really interested in this material with as little knowledge as possible, then you can come back and finish the review. Uh, although I'm not going to spoil anything here, um, you know, the, the less you know, the better it is. As as with most thrillers or mysteries or things like that, um, I, you know, th- it's easy to guess where things are going in some respects. Although I do feel that thematically there are some elements here that make it, if not unpredictable, at least makes it more, uh, more entertaining above and beyond uh, the actual plot line because you get some subtext to what's going on. That is, uh, that really can't, even if you guessed it, it still maintains a, a certain in- interest level for the viewer. Now, I realized that by telling you that there is more to the story, that you run the risk of see- seeing a movie that may not be to your liking because you don't, you know, if you're avoiding reviews and you don't want to know what's going in, then it becomes kind of a surprise. So it's kind of like the gift, you know, you have to unwrap. You may like it, you may not. It may be disturbing or it may be some just what you wanted, but uh, that's really one of the benefits of a surprise. So I do think it's a worthwhile film, certainly for fans of suspense thrillers. So if that means you, then you should definitely find it provocative, even if it's not something that will revolutionize the genre by any means. So, in fact, it doesn't even try to distance itself from the suspense genre so much as try to open up the minds of the audience to different perspectives on some similar sets of circumstances that are found in many domestic thrillers, especially those you find in the 1990s, like The Hand That Rocks the Cradle and, you know, many others that I can cite. So as for the scares, because I think that a lot of people, especially if they watch the trailer, are thinking that this is going to be a very tense film full of a lot of scares. There actually aren't that many. There's a a couple of well-timed jump scares. I mean, you can actually sense that they're coming, and yet they can still surprise you even if uh, if you know that they're coming, and I can I can assure you <laughs> that they are effective because there was at least one woman in the screening that I went to that actually uh, spilled popcorn all over the place and made <laughs> it was actually quite funny for the rest of the theater. But um, it 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 can get to you in that way. But the unease that Edgerton creates is palpable from the start and grows increasingly thick as things play out. So even if you're not susceptible to jump scares, even if you know they're coming, or even if you avert your eyes, there is still that tension that, that is very much there that makes it a, an effective thriller, uh, even if you were to remove the jump scares. So if you go to your thrillers to be scared, this may not be the... Th- film for you, but if you like slower burns that manage to get under your skin and and fester throughout, the gift will likely deliver on that for sure, even beyond the end credits as you begin to think about it. But beyond all of this, where the gift excels, I believe, is is in its acting. Edgerton really gets some very fine-tuned performances out of his cast, including himself. Um, Bateman 
this is a very rare, completely dramatic role for him, and um, he's he's kind of a natural fit for this because you know even in comedies, Bateman is is either plays the straight man or he plays a complete jerk sometimes or you know he he's not really known for playing for a broad comedy everything is very subtle with him so he he makes for a very natural dramatic actor even though he hasn't made those kind of choices generally in his career and uh Rebecca Hall says a lot with ver- uh with just a little bit of dialogue so even if when the men are talking and you know a lot of the tension is draw does draw out from the uh, the actual tension between the men um, what she says with her face and her eyes, uh, you know, she shows exactly what she's feeling. And there's a lot of, uh, it's a very complex performance for her. She shows just how confused the character is within the subtext of the conversations that she's hearing. She doesn't entirely grasp it, but she also wants to know more. And, um, you know, obviously you have men that are not willing to discuss openly uh, at least not in front of her, what their intentions are. And yet uh, she she just really wants to know more, but she also is battling with her own demons because she has had b- bouts of paranoia and, and problems with her own mental health in the past. So Edgerton ditches his Aussie accent for his own role. He's pitch perfect throughout, treading the line between s- seeing Gordo as either manipulative or completely innocent, and that ambivalence will have you, as the spectator, shifting your outlook on the film all the way to the very end as far as how to view Gordo, because there's definitely more to him than meets the eye. Is he a bad guy or a good guy, or is he a mix of all of these things? And you start seeing Simon the same way. This this isn't really one of those movies where the mask comes off at the end and everyone accepts predefined roles of good and evil, and we have this really tense suspense at the end. This is really about complex characters that bring refreshing and nuanced dimensions to what might otherwise have been just a gimmicky and derivative plotline. The Gift isn't a revolutionary psychological thriller. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that this is a an absolute must-see or that, you know, thrillers from here on out are going to be derivative of this because this this really is playing tinkering with convention. Uh, it, it firmly embraces the actual uh, tropes of the genre, but just asks you as a viewer to look at things just a little bit differently. It just shifts it ever so slightly to become something, you know, it shows that there are still some new wrinkles that one can apply to off-told tales. It can provoke thought in between all of those jumpy scares and unnerving thematic material. So by by subverting the norm, the gift often feels fresher than most thrillers, and even though some of the contrivances and conveniences in the plotline still make it a bit increasingly hard to swallow as it begins to unfold, not to mention adhering to a certain inherent predictability, uh, it still manages to deliver something not only... Uh, I, I think it, it's effective as a standard thriller, but also... It's just a cut above because of the themes that it, that it brings to the forefront. There's just, just this kind of moral underpinning to what it is ultimately about and asks a lot of questions and doesn't uh, fit them all neatly into uh, uh, answer boxes for you. It's a, a Blumhouse production, so Blum, Blumhouse really excels at making uh, films that are, you know, 
very low budget, usually $5 million budget at most. And this is a $5 million budget, at least according to Wikipedia. So it's a small film, perhaps more not- notable for the quality of actors that they, that Edgerton managed to cast here than in its technical specs, even though it does look good. It doesn't feel cheap at all. But given that it's better than most big budgeted Hollywood thrillers that have come out in recent years, I would say the gift proves the adage that good things do come in small packages. I'm going to give The Gift three stars, and three stars means that if you're a genre enthusiast, if you like thrillers and suspense vehicles, you like domestic, especially those who like domestic thrillers, uh, this is definitely going to be your bag. If you you know, are not a fan of jump scares and, and, and these kinds of uh, uh, a married couple under siege kind of, uh, kind of thrillers, you know, if this is not your bag, you're, it's, it's not quite enough, I, I think, of, of a, a, a new spin to get you. But if you haven't already given up on domestic thrillers, like, you know, if you feel like, oh, based on this plot, you've seen it all before and you've been there and done that, I would say still give this movie a shot because I think that you'll, even if you find some of the plot points predictable, there's, it just brings, new things to think about that I, I think ultimately make it an, uh, a worthwhile watch for most who enjoy these kinds of movies. So hope you enjoyed the review. And uh, if you like the review, I definitely encourage you to subscribe to the uh, Quipster Film Review podcast because I keep these coming. And I, uh, you know, I, I try to deliver these, you know, whenever I see a new film, Sometimes I'll go back to old films and I'll package them together with older reviews. And um, that seems to be kind of a popular segment I, I've come to find based on some of the feedback I, I've been getting. But um, I try to mostly stick to some of the new reviews in theaters because there's a lot of movies coming out. And, you know, if I can get to two or two to four new movies a week, um, that's pretty good. So um, you'll click the subscribe button. You can also uh, just know that I also review not just what's out in the movie theaters, but also uh, a few things that are on demand. Not everything, because there's just so many movies that come out on demand, you know, very cheap productions and things like that. So I usually just stick to films that are notable for whatever reason. Maybe they weren't, maybe they have stars that you may know about. Uh, that you might be attracted to, or they just happen to be within genres that I personally find entertaining. I just want to give it a chance. Uh, most of the things that come out directly to video on demand are not necessarily bad. They just happen to be difficult to market. Like the, the amount of money that it would cost to market probably exceeds uh, the amount of audience that they would get in a theatrical release. However, a lot of people will because it's you know a, a fraction of the cost for you to watch an on-demand film especially if you have multiple people watching it with you, um, then I think that that's where they accrue, they recoup a lot of money. And certainly, you know, a lot of these independent films don't have that much money to actually make a major theatrical push. So this is, de- you know, the ability to watch independent and uh, to in- independent films is really, uh, that's, that's called the gift, at least to me, because uh, a lot of them are really interesting and uh, very worthwhile. So... Uh, I would say check there and I also review those and sometimes I'll, I'll review things that are, uh, appear on television. They might be made for basic cable, maybe even made for premium cable. I'll, I'll review those. It really is whatever strikes my fancy and that's what you get here. Um, so 
Until next time, thank you, everyone. Uh, make sure you follow me at Quipster on Twitter, and you can also find me Quipster.net on Facebook. And uh, like the page there if you want to be instantly notified when I post a new review. And you can also write to me anytime if you have anything that you want to tell me, Quipster at gmail.com. The spelling of Quipster is with a W, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. So thank you, everyone. And until next time, please enjoy your time going to the movies.